0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. We've been in a series called Freedom in Jesus. Freedom in Jesus. And and of course, you know, like I say, God wants us free. And when we come into the kingdom of God, uh, sometimes we come in with issues. Amen. We don't have it all together. And if we had it all together, if we had it all together, we wouldn't come to God. <laughs> there you go. Because we uh, because you had to have a, a, a realization that you have a need in your life and we need God. Amen. See, God, that's what that's what salvation is. God waking us up to the revelation that we need God. And I don't know about you. I don't just need God on one prayer, asking Jesus in my life and then live my life for myself. No, I need God every day of my life. Amen. I, 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 I'm just not a one prayer saint. Glory to God. No, I'm an everyday uh, praying, word reading, uh, witnessing saint. Can I get a witness in the house today? And so, and so, our our uh, our Christian walk is a daily walk. Amen. So we got to walk through stuff. And and we've been learning about um, uh, in 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and six. It's our primary uh, scriptures we've been going with, uh, texts, and let's just read this. It says, The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself against the knowledge of God, and we take captivity every thought to make it obedient to Christ, and we'll be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete. So we see here, Paul is saying that uh, we are in a spiritual battle. And that's and that spiritual battle, the, the, the enemy wants to take a hold of our minds. <laughs> and the enemy wants to work against our minds. And, and we know that, that the mind really is the doorway to our hearts. I'm going to say that again. Our minds is the doorway to our hearts. That's how... The enemy can get things into us. That's how we can get issues if we don't, um, you know, protect our hearts. If we don't guard our hearts, then we can have issues. And uh, and so, so the mind is, is very valuable. So the the Bible has a lot to say about about our thinking, and we need to think right. And if we think right, we'll believe right, and we'll speak right. Amen. And so and so we need to understand that. And we've been exposing lies of the devil, and he and he will try to give us lies, and uh, and one of the things I believe that we all deal with as Christians at times in our lives is that we deal with fear, or we deal with worry, or we, we deal with concern. You might say, I'm concerned. That, that's a nice way of saying, I'm worried. <laughs> you, you know, as a Christian, you don't want to say you're worried because you know as a faith Christian, you don't say that, but you can say, I'm really concerned. Well, that means that you're worried. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And uh, and so and so and God doesn't want us walking in fear of any kind. Amen. Uh, Fear tolerated is faith contaminated. Amen. So fear tolerated is faith contaminated. So the enemy, what he's trying to do is he's trying to get doubt in our faith boat. And if he can get that doubt, he puts a hole in our faith boat and our faith boat will start to sink. So we got to be very careful with doubt. And we got to be very careful with walking in in worry or fear. Amen. And so we got to understand that. So really, uh, we need to focus on, I want to focus to you on, on peace and not walking in fear. And Colossians 1, 19 and 20 is a really great scripture here. And it says here, For it pleased the Father that in him that all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself. By him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Amen. So we see here, it says here that, that uh, Paul, the Apostle Paul, wrote this. And he, he basically said that God is in the process of reconciling all things unto himself. So he's in the process of it. And right now we're reconciled to God. Amen. If you receive Christ, you're reconciled to God. And, and because we receive Christ, the blood of Jesus... From the cross, amen, what Jesus did should bring us peace, should bring us peace. It goes on to say in Colossians 1, 21, 22, it says, And you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy, blameless, above reproach in his sight. Now notice this, that when, before we receive Christ. The Bible says that we, we were wicked. Uh, we had wicked works. Uh, our minds weren't really for God. Amen. But once we receive Christ, the Bible says that we are presented holy, blameless, and above reproach. So I'm going to say to you today, you're holy, you're blameless, and you're above reproach. Glory to God. And you might say, well, pastor, I missed it this week. I, I, I sinned. I got angry. I lost my temper. Um, you know, yeah. But you're still you're still holy. You're still righteous. You're still above reproach. Glory to God in His sight. Why? Because the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus makes us right with God. You got to get a revelation of that because if you don't get a revelation of that, it can steal your peace. Amen. In, in other words, the devil will try to. I'll remind you of every mistake that you've ever made. And he will try to get you to discount the blood. To discount the blood. And understand, it's the blood that makes us right with God. It's the blood of Jesus. It's Jesus pouring out his life so that we could have eternal life. So that we could have abundant life. So that we could have Zoe life. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And I'm looking at people that have Zoe life today. You are translated out of the kingdom of darkness. Amen. You are transferred into the kingdom of our dear uh, Savior's uh, and dear God's Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. We're in a new camp. Amen. We're in a heavenly camp. Glory to God. So we need to realize that, that, that it doesn't matter. Now, I'm going to say this, that, that what the enemy will do to, to try to get peace out of our life, to try to promote fear in our life, Uh, he will try to bring some trials in our lives. Am I talking to anybody today? Has anybody experienced any trials this year? Have you experienced any trials in the past? Yes, the enemy is working against the body of Christ, and he's trying to get fear into the body of Christ. But we don't need to be fearful Christians. We need to be fearless Christians. Am I talking to anybody today? And uh, and so a trial can produce fear or uncertainty in our life. It's Fear is a way of getting us out of uh, God's peace. The, I, I am exposing lies of the devil today and through the whole series. And the number one lie that the devil will play on us is that when we are in our trial, the devil will make us feel like that we're alone in our affliction. Have you ever felt like, you know... Uh, you were going through a trial, and you felt like that you were the only person it was happening to. Yes, it's like, and then then you you want to tell everybody your trial, <laughs> amen. And, uh, and and so and so you're you, you know uh, the Bible actually says that not only do we go through trials, but the whole body goes through trials. Yes. And we go, we're all going to try. It's called the faith test, yes. and we're all going to be going through a faith test one way or the other. And what is the enemy trying to do? He's trying to work against our trust in God. And we need to learn, learn to trust Yes, you got to learn to trust God. You know, I think about a great prophet of God, Elijah. And Elijah in in 1 Kings 17, uh he had he had a battle with Ahab and, and Jezebel. And uh and their prophets. And you all know the story, you know that the, the 400 prophets of Baal was, was with Ahab and, and Jezebel, and, and they were trying to run the country. And, and God's people were, you know, they were undecided of, of who, who, who had the power. They were undecided on really what God to serve. You know, you if, if, you got to be very careful you're not siding in with the devil. you gotta be si- You got to be very careful that you're not siding in with mediocrity that you're not siding in with the status quo. Amen. No, 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 no. We we, we got to stand above that and yes. Elijah was a mighty man of God and and he challenged the 400 prophets of Baal and and we you know the story, you know, uh, they, they they set up an altar, two altars, and uh and maybe maybe, maybe it was one altar. Maybe it was it was two altars. Okay. Well, two altars. I don't know if they used the same altar, but Thank you for helping me. And, uh, and, and they tried to, you know, get their, their God to, to uh, you know, rain down fire on that altar. And their God could do nothing. They cut themselves. They did all this stuff. And all it was was crickets. Amen. And, uh, and so they did everything they could. And then Elijah said, well, let's set up. Yeah, that's right. Elijah set up his, his altar. And and he even did he made it hard for God. He said pour water on the altar. He made it hard for God. In other words, he made it difficult for God to work. Amen. And uh, and, he, and then then you know because they were indecisive, the people were indecisive on, on on who to serve, you know. And and what happened was well, Elijah said, "God, you know, you're the God of fire." And 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 that fire came down from heaven and lapped up the uh The sacrifice, glory to God. And and what was God saying to the people? He was saying he's the God of the fire. In other words, that fire represented judgment in a sense. But he's also a God of restoration. And we got to get a revelation of this, that God is a God of judgment, but he's also a God of restoration. Glory to God. And that fire representing judgment. Amen. And, and it made them nervous. And they, 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 they decided to side with God instead of the, 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 the little God, Baal. Amen. And then what, what happened? They ended up killing 400 of the prophets. You know, Elijah says, let's, uh, let's take them down the river. And they killed all 400 prophets. And, and Jezebel was a tough lady. And she heard about that and sent an email to him. Amen. <laughs> And, uh, and, 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 you know what, he sent an email and said, listen, if you're going to be dead this time tomorrow. Yeah. And, uh, and, and this is interesting because, you know, hell's fury like a woman's scorn, you know, right? <laughs> a woman's scorn is like hell's fury, right? In other words, you don't want to, you don't want to get a woman mad at you, amen? <laughs> and, uh, and so Elijah must have had some revelation of that, like, oh my God, I'm in trouble. And, uh, and so, because, you know, uh. You know, she she, she sounded sound like she meant it. And this is interesting because I'm going to say this. Once you have a victory in God, I'm talking today. Once you get a victory, the enemy will always come back to try to uh, come against that victory by doing something against you once you got that victory. Sometimes we get on a high, you know, and we got a victory. The enemy is going to try to swing back around to try to do something against us. That's what he did to Elijah. So, so be careful with the victories. It can set up us up with a little bit of pride. Amen. But we got to stay humble. Amen. Amen. And Elijah, what did he do? He ran. He left his servant and he ran like a rabbit. Amen. And uh, he ran and, and he, he wasn't running for God. He was running for his life. He was running for his life. Amen. And so and the bottom line is this is that is that, that he got to a place where he was praying to God and he said, God, I'm the only one. I, there's nobody else serving you. And, and does that sound like us sometimes? You know, God, I'm the only one. I, I'm the only one. I've and he said to God, I've served you faithfully. Don't we say that too? God, I've been tithing. I've been coming to church. And all this stuff is coming against me. Well, what's going on? You know, I mean, I'm doing the right things. Well, well I, I, I'll tell you what's going on. Because you're doing the right things, you're being attacked. That's right. That's right. Why? Because, because the devil doesn't attack somebody that doesn't have any value in God. I'm preaching today. The devil doesn't attack anybody that doesn't have any potential, any value in God. In other words, the very reason why you're being attacked is because the devil knows that you can do some things in God. In other words, the devil is afraid of you. I'm going to say that again. The devil is more nervous of you than you should be of him. Am I preaching to anybody today? And so we got to get that revelation. And, and so we know that, that when, when Elijah was praying, Elijah said, I have set, I have set in place 7,000 people that have not bowed their knee to Baal. 7,000. Glory to God. So, so what was he saying? You know, that was a word of knowledge that Eli- Elijah received from God. And he was saying that there's plenty of people that are serving me. And then God said, get back into the program. What is the devil trying to do? In fear, he's trying to get us out of God's program. In fear, he's trying to get us. Even in the pandemic, there's people that still probably are still home watching online, have not come back to church. I'm preaching. If some of you are watching online and are and afraid of the COVID, get over it. Come to church. Amen. Get, get into, the, into the atmosphere. Amen. Where it can set you free. Now, I know you can get set free watching online, but, but you know, you're eating a donut or a bagel and, 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 and you're watching me online. You know, you're not going to be as focused as being in the service. Amen. Glory to God. And so I love this because this is what we need to do. Amen. Of course, you know, God got Eli- Elijah back in place. Um, but we, what we need to do is we need to do what Isaiah 41, 10, 13 says. It says, fear not, because we, like I said, the lie is that God's not with us. But in this scripture it says, fear not, for I am with you. We, I can stop right now. Drop the mic. Amen. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed because of the trial that you're dealing with. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Who who is holding you up? You're not. God is holding you up. You got to get that revelation. You can't even get out of bed without God. You think you can. Yeah, and and when you start thinking you can do whatever you can. No, no, no. No, Jesus said I couldn't do nothing without the Father. Oh, I'm preaching today. You know what Jesus is saying is I can't even get out of bed without the Father. So if Jesus couldn't do anything without the Father, we are in the same boat. We can't do anything. The problem is when we start getting self-satisfied, when we start thinking that we are our own source, then that's when we get in trouble no God's our source. He uses many channels, but don't exalt the channel don't exalt your job don't exalt the government paycheck that you get every month don't exalt that like I are you hear what I'm saying you today don't exalt no exalt God because God can get you the blessing it doesn't have to be through one channel amen so he says here you show uh, he says uh, uh, behold all those who are incensed against you shall be uh, ashamed and disgrace there shall be as nothing and those who strive with you shall perish you shall seek them and not find them those who contend with you those who war against you shall be as nothing as non-existent thing for i the lord your god will hold your right hand saying to you fear not i will help you so we got to get a revelation is that god is here for us and he's here to help us He's here to help us overcome whatever trial that we may be going through. And so God wants us to walk worry-free, full of faith. Can I get a, can I get a witness today? So we need to acknowledge God and his promises every day in our lives. You know, there's, there's, there's scripture promises that comes in a box at 365 in a day, in, in, in a year, right? You pull one of those promises out. That's good, you know, to read that every day. But meditate on these things. Make it a part of you. Amen. So another way uh, the enemy works on, uh, on causing us to lose our peace is for us not knowing God. Amen. And for us not getting a, a greater revelation of God. It's, if he can shut down our prayer life. If, if the devil can shut down our word life. If the devil can shut down our church life then what he does is he gets us into a place where we're shallow in our walk with God. And, see, and shallow people walk in fear. I would say that people that don't go deeper in God will have a tendency to rely on themselves. I'm preaching today. And will have a tendency of walking in fear. Amen. And so we got to get a revelation. We got to get a greater, greater revelation of who God is. We have to get more knowledge of who God is. I like what it says in 2 Peter One, two, and four. This is a great uh, passage here. It says grace and peace be multiplied to you. Notice that grace and peace be multiplied to you at the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Notice he's saying that we can have more grace. Grace is God's power and his ability to help us get through anything in life. His grace is there for us to walk out the calling on our lives. It, it makes it easy for us to do what we need to do for God. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? And he says, grace and peace be multiplied to you at the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So it comes to the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Through the knowledge. Amen. And his divine power is given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him. Notice it says through the knowledge of him. Who called us to glory and virtue by which he had been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So we see here that that through getting knowledge of God, uh, getting an understanding of who God is, it multiplies the grace, it multiplies the peace in our life. How do you get that knowledge again? You get that knowledge through the word of God. You get that knowledge through coming to church, hearing messages about God. You get that knowledge through other ministers of God. You get that knowledge and even experiential knowledge through prayer and praise and worship, experiencing God. That's why in the very beginning of every church service we do worship. Why? Because I want you to experience God. I don't want you just to have a head full of knowledge because knowledge puffs up. Amen. The Bible says knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. So when you get a revelation of how good God's love is to you, amen, I'm telling you, you're going to be walking in greater peace. Am I talking to anybody today? And I don't know about you. If you're walking in, in what I, I call mega peace, then the devil has no handles on you. If, if the devil can get you out of peace, he, he's, he can work, work you over. Are oh, you hearing what I'm saying today? So, so you can't allow the enemy to get you into fear, get you out of peace, amen, uh, and, and, and get you into, into the wrong areas, amen. Uh, I'm going to say this, that pride, the enemy will do, do this on us. He will try to get us in pride in some way. And pride uh, opens the door to fear in our lives. Pride is saying that I can carry my own problems. Pride is saying that God is too busy running the universe. He doesn't need to answer my little prayer about my little problem. So the enemy will try to get us to think that God is too big uh, uh, and, 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 and he's not really, he doesn't care about our issues. No, no, I said this last week. If God knows the numbers of your hair, I may have said it on Wednesday, he, he, he knows, uh, if he knows the numbers of your hair, he cares about every little thing in your life. Even cares about your animals. I, I, I had an animal one time that had parvo. That was a, it was a disease that kills dogs. And I, at that time, I, was, uh, I, was, uh, I wasn't a minister at that time. Uh, I was just attending church. And I, I brought the, we brought the dog to the pastor. The pastor prayed for the dog and the dog lived. Amen. 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 And, and the doctor said, this dog was going to die. But, but you know what? Hey, when you, when you bring the dog to the anointed man of God, I've had cats brought to me, glory to God. And I prayed. I, I've, done, I've done a pet funeral before. That was my own pet. That was before I became a minister, amen. Now, I, now don't call me and say, I need you to do a pet funeral for me, pastor. Uh, but I, I did a pet funeral for my cat, Jake, amen. And that was actually one of my first sermons I've ever done. It was a funeral. Amen. <laughs> for my cat, and uh, I was, you know, just a congregation member, just like you guys, and I wasn't a minister at that time. But I wrote up that and, and put some funny jokes in there, and it prepared me for you guys today. <laughs> that, that cat funeral prepared me. Glory to God! And I'm telling you, I mean, it was a, it was a beloved cat, Jake, uh, my brother's cat. Amen. We were at, we were at church, we were at church on that Sunday morning. And I hope I don't start to cry and and uh, and uh, we came back from church and the cat got in a tangle. The, the cat was declawed. He didn't have claws, but he was an outside in, inside cat. cat. We let him outside and he would he would, you know, he, he would he was inside and outside. He would sleep inside the house, but he would go outside and have fun, too. And he would always come back. But he was he was there. He must have got in a fight with an animal or something because his throat was all tore up and all that. And it was really bad, but uh, he didn't survive that day. We took him to the hospital, the the cat hospital, and we ended up the next day doing that funeral. And I think we buried the cat in the backyard. Amen. And uh, but it was it was good. But the bottom line is uh, whatever the enemy means for harm, God can turn for good. So we got to stay humble. Say stay humble. Amen. And so I'm going to say this. You can't carry your own problems. I'm preaching today. Some of you think, "Oh, I, I uh, you know, God, you can deal half of these problems, and I'll deal with the other half." Amen. Or, "God, you can just, uh, you know, I, I can, I can handle this problem." No, you can't. Ha- you can't handle it. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. Amen. Uh, you can't handle your own problems. No, no, you got you. You were never meant to carry problems. You weren't never meant to carry uh, issues in your life. And uh, and he says here in first Peter five, six and seven, he says here, therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, that he may lift you up, casting some of your cares. That's right. All your cares. Thank you. Uh, Not some of them. Casting all of your care upon him, for he cares for you. So what am I saying today? Every day, you know, the enemy's working against us to try to put cares on our life. But you've got to learn to cast them on God. Cast your cares away. Amen. Why you can't? In, in other words, you've got to, you, you can't focus on the cares of life or you're going to be in the mully grubs, as my old pastors would say it. Amen. I don't know what that means, the mully grubs, but uh, it means down in the in the dumps. Amen. In, another, in other words, being down in the dumps. And God doesn't want us down in the dumps. He doesn't want us depressed. I like what it says in the Amplified. It, it, it amplifies it out. It says... In 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7, it says, Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Set aside self-righteous pride so that he may exalt you to a place of honor and his service. Notice it says self-righteous pride. And at the appropriate time, casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him, for he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. Amen. So we see here, he, you know, Peter is saying, cast all your cares. In other words, we're supposed to be carefree Christians. It's like that gum, carefree. Yeah. Amen. And we, you know, you, you, you might, if, you, if you're dealing with, with uh, carrying your cares, buy a stick of carefree gum. Put it in your pocket. And every time the enemy starts working on your mind, pull out that carefree gum. Amen. You know, and start focusing on the fact that you're supposed to be carefree, glory to God. Uh, Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Carefree Christians. Uh, There's, you know, it's an oxymoron for a Christian to be a fearful Christian. We're supposed to be carefree, amen? Uh, You know, one of the fears that the enemy will try to put on us is the fear of lack, the fear of lack. He he can get us, he can get us focused on that. And and, and we need to be very careful. Again, like I said, God is, uh, you know, he's our source. And God will, God can supply many channels of blessings. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So God is our source. and You've got to get a revelation of that or you will make yourself your own source. Amen. 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 In other words, you rely on yourself to make it happen. Amen. No, no. There is a God's side and there is a man's side. Glory to God. And we got to work with God. I'm not saying don't work and just read your Bible. But there is there is a combination of work and the Bible and prayer and thanking God for favor and open doors and grace. We had a, a, a family in here that gave a testimony that they just got a pay raise. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. And I, and I believe it's because, you know, we pray for our people that they have the highest paid positions. Amen. I'm believing for prosperity for each one of you. Glory to God. And I know that it wasn't just because he had favor that he got the promotion. I know that he's probably the hardest working guy in in that uh, workplace. Isn't that right? Amen. And so so it's more than that. So not only... Do we have favor, but we also got to put our hand to the plow. Can I get a witness today? So I'm going to say this today. We got to be very careful that, that, that we're not being our own source or making other things the source uh, of our blessing. But God is the source. In Matthew 6:25 through 34, Jesus is speaking here. And he says, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. Now, Jesus, this is Jesus talking. Now now again, like I said, you're gonna you're gonna change the terminology and say, Well, I'm not worried, I'm concerned. You're gonna change the terminology, but being concerned is being worried. Amen. What you will eat or what you will drink, nor any of your body. So he's talking about eating or drinking, or what you put on and what you wear. Is not life more than food, more than body, than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, they neither sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubic of statue? So why do you worry about your clothing? So worry will not make you taller. See, that's a good thing. Amen. I, I, I would like to, you know, in heaven, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm about 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, uh, if I'm wearing my heels. Um, <laughs> but I would like to be 6'5 in heaven. Amen. I think God would give, give me the uh, desires of my heart. No, I'd I, I just like to be as tall as Jesus. I think he's, uh, some say he was six 6'1", amen, or six foot. So why do you not worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor span, yet you say, uh, I say to you that even Solomon in his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So what is he saying here? Jesus is saying that if we're worried about what we're going to wear, what we're going to eat, our clothing and all that, then he's saying that we have little faith. Oh, man, I didn't say it this morning. I'm not telling you you have little faith if you're worried about that. Jesus is telling you that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't shoot the messenger. Amen. Amen. I'm just giving the message out. So Jesus is saying if we're worried about tomorrow, we're worried about our money situation, then we're dealing with little faith. Oh, man, say, oh, me, oh, my, it's true anyway. The, the, then he says, therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For all these things the Gentiles seek. See, the Gentiles are, are, are seeking that. You know, you, you know that for, for it, that the Gentiles always, you know, the people that don't know God, uh, Black Friday uh, you, you hear about Black Friday. It's, it's like the, the most busiest shopping day uh, of the planet, they say. And, uh, and if you try to go out there, people are going crazy on sales. And they're just trying to get in line. Some of them will wait in line for hours just to get something at a discount. I, I, I'd rather pay full price, to tell you the truth. Amen. And what am I saying? I'm saying that's the way the world acts. But we don't act like the world. We don't need to try to bump our way in to try to get the best sell. Glory to God. Amen. No, no. God will provide. Where God guides, He provides. Where God leads, He feeds. Am I preaching to anybody today? I know I'm throwing out these colloquial expressions. Amen. For God guides, He provides. You know. Amen. And He does. And where He leads, He feeds. So, so wherever God brings you to, and if he's brought you to a place, he's going to be like, you're going to be like Elijah. He's going to feed you at the brook. Amen. And he may send a bird or he sends some, you know, he sent a bird to get some food for Elijah. Amen. Amazing. And, and I don't know how that, that bird was able to do all that stuff. And, and so he, a raven. To, to provide for them. And so, and so God can do that. He can, he can pick the, the, the channel that will bless you and will always come out of some place you never thought would come. I'm going to say that. Whenever God blesses you, sometimes you think that God's going to bless you through a person, this person, but God does it. He can do it a thousand different ways. Yes. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I remember God blessed me with a refund check from my insurance company. I didn't know I was gonna get a refund. I needed that money, right? I didn't know it was coming in, and I needed that money to make a trip, right? And and God blessed me, that money just came in unexpectedly. Said we had, you know, we 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 took too much what insurance company says we took too much money in. You know, USAA does, (laughs) amen. And uh, they said we took too much money in this year, and 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 we want to give you some of your money back. I was like shocked and amazed, amen. And, uh, but God is good, so, so he can pick the channel, amen? So the remedy here about not worrying and walking in peace with God is to put God first place, Mark uh, Matthew 6, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and he will add everything to you. Uh, put God first place in your health. Uh, you know, I, I like to say this, and I preach a lot on healing. Uh, you know, the doctor doesn't have the final report. Uh, it's just a report. And I, if I get a bad report, I, 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 don't, say it, I don't claim it as, 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 as what I, I don't claim that thing as being mine. I would just say I got a doctor's report, but I won't say I got this. I never claim it. Don't claim what the doc, doctor says that you have. No, claim that it's a doctor's report, but whose report are you going to believe? I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. His report says I'm healed. Amen. His report says, I am filled. I think that's a song. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. And so we got to get a revelation of that. So we need to put our trust in God. There was a king in the Old Testament. His name was uh, King Asa. And he was the third king in the southern uh, kingdom of Judah. And he did what was right in God's sight in the very beginning. But he then, and God really truly blessed him through his reign. But then he started getting a little prideful started thinking that he was, you know, too big for God in a sense. And he started doing things and in the natural making treaties that he shouldn't have done. And uh, and so uh, did some wrong things at the end because he got puffed up in pride because of all the blessing that God has bestowed upon him. And so he got a foot disease and that foot disease. He, he never he never prayed about it to God. He just he just consulted the physicians and what happened was, because he didn't consult with God. See, God wants us calling out to him. You see, one of the biggest things that bothered God about the people in the Old Testament is they wouldn't call on him. They would, they would, they would switch their allegiance to, to God, the God, of, of, uh, the God Almighty, the God of creation, to the little gods. And they would switch their allegiance. And, and then, they, then they would stop calling on God. They would stop worshiping him. Amen. And, and, and you stop calling on God. You stop worshiping him. He's going to be far away from you. Or you're going to feel like now he's going to always be there. Because if you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. But in your place, you know, God's there for you. But, but if you're not worshiping God, you're not in his word. You're not coming to church. He will seem far away from you. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? So Asa, it says, in the 39th year of his reign, Asa became diseased in his feet, 2 Chronicles six twelve, 12, and, and Melody was severe, yet his disease, he did not seek the Lord, but the physicians, and so it said that he died. Amen. So he died. And so I'm going to say this, you got to seek God. You know, yet you, you might be having financial problems. You might think, I need a financial counselor. You might just need to read the book of Proverbs you hear what I'm saying to you today? Amen. Amen. You might need to study the word of God to tell you what you need to do. Amen. Amen. It might be more than, yeah, I'm not saying not, don't get a financial counselor. I'm not saying they got their place, but 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 the Holy Spirit is the best financial counselor for you. Amen. Amen? And a financial counselor can give you advice, but it may not be all good advice. Uh, we had a, Yen had a financial counselor when I started dating her and and that financial counselor was moving her money around in her stock portfolio. And, it, and she was spending more money than she was making. Amen. And we got it out of there. Amen. You can manage your own finances. Amen. A number th- the third thing that the enemy does, and I'm closing here, is that the enemy will try to put strife in our relationships to bring the peace out of us. In other words, the enemy will try to get us upset with one another, get us angry with one another. In other words, put strife in our lives. And I'm going to say this, you've got to stay clear of strife no matter what. Because I'm going to say this, strife will shut down the grace and the peace of God in our life. I'm going to say it again, strife, be very careful, don't touch it. Uh, do, do whatever you can to walk in love. Do whatever you can to walk in forgiveness. In Romans twelve nine twenty, this is important because the Bible says unity is the key to the blessing. Psalms 133. He said unity is the open door to the, but unity what? Unity with the Father. That means walking right with God and unity with people. And when you're walking vertically right and horizontally right, then you're right. Glory to God. Then you got the grace of God working in your life. Amen. And I love what it says in Romans 12, 9, 21. It says, let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, honoring. Now, this is a tough one. Give preference to one another. <laughs> we, uh, that's a tough one for some of us. Uh, not lagging in diligence. What does that mean? Uh, that means that we don't want to be the last people in. Amen. We, we, want, to, we want to be in early and on time. Amen. Uh, with our work and in church and all that. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation. Continue steadfast in prayer. distributing the needs of the saints. given to hospitality. This is a long list, Pastor. Yeah, but we just need to work on the different ones we need to work on. We just need to work on it. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. That's a hard one, Pastor. Yes, it is, but you can do it. You can do it. Amen? Uh, you can bless those. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Amen? I mean, I got people always beeping at me when I'm driving around. Because my wife says, because I don't pay attention. But, uh, but you know, I, I'm waving at them. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't give them the one finger peace sign. Amen. I, 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 I and, and if I make a mistake, I, I say I'm sorry. In the car, does anybody ever do that? Do you ever do that? You kind of you put your hand up like, hey, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Amen. You know, and, and they're 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 growling and all that. So what am I saying? I'm saying we don't want to. Uh, we don't want to uh, create animosity in other people's lives. We don't want an animosity to be in our lives. He said, Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind with one another. Do not set your mind to high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. That is a good one. Then stay in peace. Repay no one evil for evil. Regard all, for good things in the sight of all men. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. In other words, uh, live by the golden rule. Whatever you want people to do to you, do to them. If you live by the golden rule, you're going to be walking in peace. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And he says, he says do not avenge yourselves, the rest of the scripture, but give, give room to the wrath of God. Amen. And then it says, if your enemy's hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. Of course, my wife says, what if they're not, what if they're not hungry? Amen. And, uh, but you know what? In other words, try to find a way. What he's saying here is, try to find a way to bless people regardless of how they treat you. Why? What are you doing? You're being, you're, you're sowing peace. Amen? You're sowing peace. Let me just close down with this uh, scripture here. It says here, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. What is he saying? He's saying, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Don't worry about anything. Pray. See, see I can tell if, you, if, if you're a person that's walking in fear and you're talking, I can tell right off by what comes out of your mouth. If the problem is constantly coming out of your mouth, you're walking in fear. If the promise is constantly coming out of your mouth, you're walking in, in peace. Amen. If the, if the problem is constantly coming out of your mouth, if you keep talking the problems, you're going to have problems. But if you start talking the promises of God's word, regardless of what the problem looks like, because, you know, you got to, you got to get a revelation of this, that the, 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 when you talk the problem, you what you're doing is you're making the devil bigger in your life. You're exalting the devil when you talk always about your problems. There is a place for it. It's called prayer. Lord, I'm dealing with this and that, and then finally let it go. And yes, you may need to say something to somebody, but you don't need to keep going over and over and over rehearsing the curse. Amen? Why? It doesn't help. In other words, and then pretty soon, if you keep rehearsing the curse to enough people and you say it enough time, long enough to to the same people over and over again, they're not going to be around to hear it. Why? Because nobody wants to hear people that, that, that keep going over with problems. No, you need to start talking promises. Sure. Sure. Amen. Sure. Yeah. Don't be a vampire Christian. <laughs> amen. Amen. If I'm talking to anybody today, amen. You, there is a place, glory to God. I'm not saying it says confess your faults to one another. But then you've got to move to the next level. I'm speaking the promises. Amen. I'm speaking the promises of God, regardless of what it looks like. You know, one of the lies the devil will try to put in, I'm trying to close down here is that that one of the lies the devil will try to put in is that the situation that you're in will will never end. In other words, what you're in, the the, the trial that you're in will never end. In other words, it's going to be the best that it's ever going to get right now. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And I'm going to say this to you. It, It can get better. It can get a lot better. God can turn it around. Remember Naomi. Uh, remember Naomi. She she had a, a husband. She had two sons, yeah. and they all died. Yeah. And she was a widow. And then she had two daughter in laws. And one of them went back home. The other one stayed with her. Remember that? That was Ruth. Yeah. Remember that. And then Naomi. Remember Naomi started saying, "Well, just call me Mara, yeah. the God that dealt bad for, with me." And she said, "Don't call me Naomi anymore because I because God is dealing bad with me, right?" She had a negative outlook. But Ruth was the blessing that God put in her life. She couldn't see that. Yeah. Amen. I'm going to say that. And then and all of a sudden, you know, Ruth meets Boaz. And Boaz was kin to, you know, Naomi. And finally, they got married. Boaz was a rich man. And she got the mother suite. Yeah. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Well, what I'm saying? I'm saying your situation, even as bad as it is, and and, it could, and if you keep speaking the problem... I'm going to tell you this, it's going to get worse. You keep talking the problem, it's going to stay there. But if you change and switch up, change gears and start speaking the promises of God's word, Start saying, thank God. God's with me. God's for me. Oh, God's going to help me through this. Amen. God's changing things. Amen. God's changing things. God's working when we can't see that he's working. He's working, glory to God. Do not fret, it says in Psalms 37. In other words, do not sweat. Do not sweat because of evildoers or workers of iniquity. Do not sweat, amen, because God will deal with them. Don't be envious of those that don't serve God that look better than you. Glory to God. And he he says here, trust in the Lord. That's the key. If you want to get rid of fear out of your life, trust in the Lord. Do good. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. Then if you want to continue to walk in peace, it says delight yourself in the Lord. You've got to delight in God. And He shall give you the desires of your heart. And then if you want to stay in peace, you've got to commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him. And He shall bring it to pass commit your situation, your circumstance, whatever you dealing with, commit it to God. Commit your spouse to God. I can't do anything with my spouse. Well, commit them. To, don't commit them to a insane asylum. Commit them to God. <laughs> they need to be committed, pastor. Either that or I'm they're driving me crazy. I need to be committed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's driving me up the wall. Amen. No, listen. Commit, commit your situation to God. Glory to God. And the fourth key is rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for him. Do not sweat. I mean, do not fret. Because of him who prospers in his way. Because of the man who brings wicked schemes to it. Cease from anger. Forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes evil. So what am I saying to you today? If we take these... These keys here that I just went over and that we trust the Lord. We delight in him. We commit our ways to the Lord and we rest in the Lord. We will stay in the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Did you receive it today? Did you receive it? Glory to God. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you, Lord God, that you are working in our lives regardless of what it looks like. And Father, we're not exalting the problem in our lives. We're exalting you the person of Jesus Christ. And Father, I just thank you for those that are here in the audience and those that are watching online. And perhaps you have been your own source of your life. Perhaps you are on the throne of your own heart. Well, today the Bible says is a day of salvation. Today is a day that you, you can receive Christ and you can move off the throne of your heart and put Christ on the throne of your heart. So if you are watching today or listening at the sound of my voice and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, then pray this simple prayer and I believe God will save you, deliver you, and set you free. Just pray this after me and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.